This is Secret League of Podcasters. Guy Wrestleman eventually became the greatest wrestler that wrestling had ever seen, but it didn't start out that way. Starting on the bottom, his first few matches weren't memorable. He finally went south to the United States, where he wrestled on the carnival circuit. His first big event was Corndog Fest. All of the big names were there. Sasquatch Tom, Phineas, the guy with the name, Punch Man, the Swedish Arm, Headlock Patterson, and of course one of the biggest names, Frank. It was here that he had his first big professional match against a man he would face many many times after yeah a lot of people don't know that me jersey joe was the first guy to ever wrestle guy wrestling i worked a match with him when he was like three days into the business yeah he was supposed to go over but he was the drizzling shits so I wasn't going to put that chump over i stretched him out real good he didn't know the difference between an arm bar in a headlock. I tell you what, though, he was nothing in the ring, but there was something special about him. I could tell by the look in his eyes, like there was the wheels was always turning. Unfortunately, days later, Wrestleman became embroiled in his first major scandal. The promoter's daughter had developed a crush, and that's exactly what Wrestleman did. He crushed the shit out of that. Word quickly got around to other promotions, forcing Wrestleman to once again go north. So it was back to North Halifax, where he donned a luchador mask. He began training hard, especially his penis. Some would say that he had the toughest penis in the business, oftentimes lifting up to about 475 pounds. This training regimen didn't go unnoticed by others. It got the attention of one man, Legit Steve. Wow, yeah, Guy Russellman, what a tough guy, even when he was just starting out. Let me tell you about the night before... His first big title match, it was for the West Halifax, Nova Scotia streaming internet television title. He's up studying tape of the current champ at the time, and he's starting to drift off. He looks over at me and says, Steve, you're a legit guy. How do you keep it together so well? So I decided I'd bust out an old trick from my partying days. Said, guy, two words for you coffee animas not content being the strongest man in canada which wrestleman referred to as being the strongest princess and princess freaking princess town wrestleman returned to the midwest of the united states to prepare for his matches he oftentimes punched buffalo which i don't know if you know buffaloes are tough as shit I had the privilege of calling several of his finest matches with Legit Steve before he was Legit Steve when he was still wrestling as Steve the Steve Man Steve. These two had a series of matches that would redefine Butte Montana wrestling for years to come. His matches with Legit Steve caused a lot of controversy, not just because of their brutality, but because of their raw animal passion fans eventually started to refer to them as a power couple even though outside of the ring they hardly ever spoke 
But sometimes a passion that deep doesn't need words. And Quebec City Wrestling's all about riding men. I had them get on all fours, and well, now it's time to to weed out the rest of them. I get my big 300-pound frame on our old guy there. He was the first one to step up, which I admired. He, he, the kids got heart. I get on top of him, and I start riding him. You might say that, that I was going to break his back. i tell you what. He was broke back six days a week. But damn it, that kid kept coming back each and every single night wanting more. And I kept giving it to him. He had heart. And I appreciated that. Oh, Skip. Oh, the Skipper. Monroe Sweat. That's where I started. He was... He was an he was an interesting man. He was a, taught me a lot about myself and about about other men and what other men look like. Nude and hot, wet, and jumping, and writhing. It was an uncomfortable time to say the least. But you know what? I think I thrived in that because I wasn't I wasn't wasn't a large man. I was, went fairly unnoticed. I could hide behind a lot of things, and I just got behind a a, a ring post and. It was good for a little while and could hide out. And he was old at that time. Is he alive? I should go see Skip. Maybe it's time for Skipper to hit the sauna. Yeah. You gotta sweat, Monroe. You gonna sweat. Sorry, that's a difficult time for me. I I need a moment. Guy Wrestleman would never see Skip again. The skipper, Skip Monroe Sweat, died shortly after Wrestleman left his protective arms. His training was complete, and some say that Skip gave out after giving all, and it may have been from a broken heart. He was 112. Wrestleman had no time to deal with any kind of tragedy. He was about to take a bigger step towards becoming a legend. And it started with a phone call. It was time for Wrestleman to pack his bags once again and hit the road. Here 